0: Following the mass shooting in Uvalde, Texas, that killed two teachers and 19 children, Fox News proposed at least 50 solutions to mass school shootings, included but not limited to arming the teachers who have to buy their own school supplies with semi-automatic rifles. Imposing martial law on third-period geometry and rage-quitting society and living with your children in a hole in the woods, or even worse, homeschool. None of these proposed solutions mentioned any form of gun control. This is Dumb People with Terrible Ideas. I'm your host, Eric Gray. I advocate always for an armed security guard. Armed school safety officer. Armed uh, deputy. Arming teachers. Potentially arm and prepare and train uh, teachers and other administrators. Armed school staffers. Bring in policemen. Training uh, the students themselves. Retired military, retired law enforcement. We can offer them tax breaks. Many years ago, John Hinckley Jr. grew up in a wealthy family in Dallas, Texas. At age 20, he quit college and moved to Los Angeles with dreams of becoming a songwriter. What he became instead was the quintessential incel stereotype. He wrote home with letters about his relationship with a fake girlfriend, begged his mother to pay his rent and waxed poetic about the endless sadness of the universe. Until he moved back home to his parents' place, his tail tucked between his legs, where he was prescribed antidepressants and tranquilizers for his emotional issues. It didn't help. And so nutty John Hinckley, to impress an actress that he had grown fond of yet hadn't met, came up with not just a terrible idea, but an Olympic gold medal winning catastrophic idea. He would assassinate Ronald Reagan in order to get the actress attention. And it wasn't for trickle-down economics, or the AIDS epidemic, or the Iran-Contra scandal, or the unlawful bombing of foreign sovereign nations, or the laissez response to South African apartheid, or any of the other evil shit to come spewing forth from this landmark cabinet. Oh no. John Hinckley attempted to assassinate an American president to garner the attention of an actress who played a fictional 12-year-old sex trafficking victim in the film Taxi Driver. Historians are still baffled about how John Hinckley jumped to this wildly ineffective method of courtship. But one thing's for sure, he had shit aim. Hinckley, with six shots, missed his intended target, Although several found their way into people standing nearby, and one did, in fact, ricochet off the side of the presidential limo, and that bullet struck the president about an inch away from his heart. Four people injured, all of them, including the president, lived. Yet Hinckley missed everything he aimed for six times. We're gonna get back to this in a moment. If you give law enforcement the opportunity to impose martial law, we can guarantee safety and security. Securing that perimeter, kind of providing kind of a ring of steel. You have the fences, you have the main administration building, and then you have wide gaps on either side. The fencing's not very high. Fox News gives us a deep dive into the deep end on shooting solutions. But none of these proposals include removing the firearms from the hands of a frustrated teenager. Instead of controlling guns, Fox News would rather eliminate doors, or buy better locks, or hire retired military veterans to patrol school hallways, or arm teachers. The very same teachers that aren't trusted with books are now trusted with a Glock 17 basically saying here miss johnson you shoot them but none of these proposed solutions would have helped in uvalde where two dozen police officers held their thumb up their ass for an hour milling about like a weekend excursion with the fam at blood bath and beyond patiently waiting for the school janitor to provide keys to the classroom, even though the classroom door was unlocked, for heaven's sake, because those police officers were too scared to take on 18-year-old jerky McTrigger, who was locked and loaded, spraying and praying in a grade school with a goddamn Gatling gun. If trained police officers are too scared to confront a gunman, then we need to stop asking teachers to do so because Miss Johnson in social studies with her pew 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 gun, going up against six-foot-tall teenage Biff Tannen with body armor and an AK-47 is not a solution. And if a weapon is so scary that an untrained 18-year-old squirting rounds in study hall like silly string scares the shit out of two dozen cops, perhaps that weapon shouldn't exist at all. In the Uvalde story, it keeps changing. A a door was propped open, then it wasn't. The classroom door was locked, and then it wasn't. Next, we'll learn that the kids tried opening and running out the door, but the cops shoved them back into the classroom because the cops were afraid of losing cover with the door open. Were the doors locked? Bulletproof glass. All of these shootings have happened at the same time that we see religion and Christian values and and Judeo-Christian values declining. Why not advocate, I don't know, forced Xanax consumption outlaw energy drinks. Kids are afraid of being the school snitch. Maybe blame Call of Duty in the latest Kendrick Lamar track. People need to put their phones down and get to know the person next to them. We as a society are just nibbling around the edges of the real problem, which is it's too easy for guns to wind up in the hands of lunatics. I vote for decreasing social media exposure. You gotta be 18 to buy a lottery ticket in most states. You can't buy tobacco or alcohol until you're 21. You can't rent a car until you're 25 in most states, but there is no requirement of any type, age restriction or otherwise, on the private transfer of an assault rifle. At a gun show, we're just going off the International Water's Age of Consent rule, which is whatever sinks your submarine. A 13-year-old can do it, yes, buy an assault rifle, as proven by a recent documentary on Vice that showed a 13-year-old attempt to do all of these things, beer, cigarettes, scratch-offs, and immediately being shut down. Except at the gun show, where he walked out with a fucking shoulder cannon that could shoot through two feet of concrete and still hit a lunch lady from 300 yards away. And the Uvalde shooter, he purchased his guns on a payment plan, like it was a Kia Sorento. This evil asshole didn't even need money to buy an arsenal. And a payment plan isn't really a deterrent when you know that the reason you're buying the guns in the first place guarantees that you ain't gonna be around when that first payment comes due. Hey, this just in, Congress and the President just signed gun legislation that addresses absolutely none of these issues. The first meaningful gun legislation in years doesn't solve the loophole that allowed this asshole to get his kid-killing commando Tommy gun, 60 caliber school sweeper in the first place. Real bang up job there, Mr. President. What's a AR-15? From my understanding, anything that has automatic loading and refiring is something that can kill more people more quickly. What would you say is an assault rifle? It's the, uh, what is it, NR-15s, a- AR-15s? This is how it works. Pro-gun politicians and the gun lobby refuse to accept any definition of assault weapon. So they leave it to others to categorize and then argue with that categorization. What to you is an assault rifle? What exactly? Something that can shoot guns, that can shoot bullets, sorry, not guns, shoot bullets at more than 14 bullets america can't even agree on what an assault weapon is not because we're stupid but because the ones who jerk their pp for gun freedom refuse to accept any definition of assault weapon because their mouths are too full of nra board member balls and buttholes, to bite into what an assault rifle or weapon actually is. What would you say is an assault weapon? Something that's uh, automatic, where you can just put in a clip and it just runs and runs and runs and runs. Because once they define it, they've opened the door to regulating it. So it's your ammunition uh, that separates and makes a semi-automatic automatic. Pro-gun politicians and the gun lobby blame mental health or teachers or unlocked school doors or declining church membership instead of gun ownership. They deflect, much like a bullet bouncing off the presidential limo into Ronald Reagan's chest. Pro-gun politicians and the gun lobby convince supporters to challenge Americans not as knowledgeable on guns by ridiculing them for not knowing the difference between a magazine and a clip. With a handgun, you shoot and it co- and you have to cock it, right? No. Or an AR-15 and a rifle when it isn't really a key to the conversation. It's the Ben Shapiro, Daily Wire, You form of an argument, rather than constructing any kind of point or actual debate. They watch and wait until some shaken liberal trips over a single word, then spend the entire discussion belittling that stupid lib, forgetting one minute detail ever so delicately wrong and paint the entire conversation as farcical from the get-go. It's the availability of a double barrel magazine, extended clips. This right here has ability with a 30 caliber clip. Let's be clear, none of these heat packing heretics understand the difference between solar ultraviolet A rays or solar ultraviolet B rays. But they know how to use sunblock or they'll get sunburned at the beach which is essentially the same idea. You don't need to know how the sun works to protect yourself from sunburn. You don't need to know how to build a watch to tell the time. We need to ban the massacre of machine gun magazines. And you don't need to have a lifetime of gun knowledge to know that guns are killing too many people. In fact, in 2022, firearms became the leading cause of death among Americans ages 24 years and under, surpassing automobiles. Hey, if you don't need a fifth grade education to fear gun violence, you don't need a college degree to know that it's gone way too far. When John Hinckley Jr. decided to kill Ronald Reagan instead of jerking off again to Jodie Foster, he had a shitty gun with six bullets. His victims all lived, but were all injured, including James Brady, the presidential press secretary, who was forever handicapped because of a bullet that wound up in his brain. Yet he lived and so the survivors of that shooting were around so that America could see the grievous consequences. James Brady was in a wheelchair with slurred speech. The president healed painfully in front of the nation's eyes while on TV running our country. America had victims that could speak out afterwards about the physical pain and suffering that they endured. It was impactful. That's not the case now. There aren't survivors anymore. The Uvalde massacre killed 19 children and two teachers, dead, not injured. How much more effective would advocates for gun control be if the weapons being used nowadays left victims that could speak rather than victims that are silent? The aftermath is horrific either way. But in one case, you have first-hand accounts of the brutality, like James Brady, whose slow speech and broken body from the tragic shooting resulted in the law that requires a waiting period and a background check to buy a gun. But even then, who's to say that the modern-day gun lobbyists would even listen? Look no further than the Parkland shooting survivors from 2017 who continue to be mocked because they became overnight public figures after bearing witness to one of the deadliest attacks of that year. And that point is moot because the guns being used today aren't six bullet shit shooters but rifles that spray hot lead hundreds of times over and over, to where if your aim is bad, it doesn't really matter because even an idiot can press a trigger and fan that weapon around. And shots were fired apparently at President Reagan as he was coming to the Hilton Hotel this afternoon. The President was not hit. The Uvalde shooter brought a thousand rounds. A US soldier going into combat only carries 210 rounds. He was wounded, my God. Because when killing human beings, talent and training and aim doesn't beat volume. The president was hit. He was hit in the left chest but he is in stable condition. A young white male. Hinkley got six shots, missed them all. He is in stable condition. All this information, speak no up. Shot. One shot. The Uvalde shooter had as many chances as he needed, until his finger got tired. And eventually the police finished up their sippy cups, awoke from their nap, knocked politely on the classroom door, gingerly opening the unlocked door after waiting for an unneeded key, politely provided by a terrified janitor that had been noping the fuck out of there for the past hour, but couldn't find an Uber to pick him up. And finally, the cops shot the killer of the children dead. Hey, here's an idea, let's sue gun manufacturers for the deaths their products cause. It works with automobile manufacturers and tainted dog food producers, right? But you can't sue gun manufacturers. They're exempt from lawsuits from victims of their products. Unlike cars and dog food, and nearly every other good and service provided in our robust economic system. Okay, so how about we require individual insurance for gun owners, like car insurance, but for guns, and the premiums would depend on a person's gun proficiency, like car insurance premiums depend on a person's driving history. Nope, can't do that either, that's been blocked too. Is it any wonder why we've been having these same arguments for over two decades now? You can pull up clips of the news from 1998, which are virtually indistinguishable from our current discussions on the topic. With only the increased frequency of the shootings serving as a watermark of our times, we have been entrenched in this hyperviolent, phallocentric, militaristic overhaul of basic rights and values for the last 40 years. In 1984, a guy killed 21 people at a San Diego McDonald's, and the laws are practically the same then as they are now. With gun violence rising by the day, political unrest continuing to create class turmoil, and mass shooters churning out in droves like new Pokemon, something's gotta give. Why do we spin our wheels while every school bell creates a cacophony of anxiety amongst our learned youth? You feel comfortable sending your child to school? Knowing the gun laws that allowed Sandy Hook and Uvalde to happen haven't changed in any capacity? What needs to be done to make meaningful change? Because I know three dozen grieving parents who would be more than happy to do whatever it takes to get this point across, and their numbers are unfortunately growing by the day. President Joe Biden visited Uvalde, Texas after the shooting. He said that the school would be razed, torn to the ground, and a new school would be built instead because there is a federal grant process for schools to be raised after a mass shooting. Americans live in a country that has money in reserve to raise schools after a shooting rather than prevent guns getting in the hands of crazy people, which is what happens when you're ruled by Dumb People with Terrible Ideas. Man, we about halfway through season two of Dumb People with Terrible Ideas and you finished this episode very strongly. Gun Control and Uvalde, Texas is in the books. This podcast is produced and performed by Eric Gray, co-written by tj small who's a funny funny guy check out the show notes click on his link you can hire him on fiverr and he will write jokes for you too tj is like uh, amazon but for funny shit hey if you'd like to stay in touch maybe get some bonus content it's available for you just go to ericexplains.com and sign up for the email list that's eric e-r-i-c explains.com and thanks again for listening you the best.